Flat Black Plastic is a show on MutinyRadio.fm. Go to the website, donate, enjoy what you're listening to because all these sounds come from plastic that's flat black and full of grooves.
Now to the self-examination procedures developed by leading cancer specialists throughout the world. These exercises are completely straightforward and should be practiced by all women of all ages and ought not to take more than five to 10 minutes every 30 days. A prominent physician in New York State said that it might be wise to encourage high school and college students, girls, to start now with self-examination of the breasts high school girls. We want to add that there seems to be general agreement also that thermography, which picks up heat and radiation from the breast, is the least accurate type of screening. We want to repeat that. That thermography, which picks up heat radiation from the breast, is the least accurate type of screening. And that self-examination every month is essential for women of all ages.
afraid, too modest, too blase, too superior, or just simply ignorant. In fact, we live in a society in Britain and Canada and in the United States populated by millions of women who do not even bother about a monthly general medical checkup. This sadly too often means that the tumor on the breast may not be discovered until the cancer has spread to other parts of the body.
Flat Black Plastic on uniradio.fm. But it used to be it. Well, it used to be that the storekeepers worked pretty freely with the mechanics and the foreman. We'd kind of stay close to each big job and, well, be kind of a free agent. Be sure the fellas had the material and tools they needed in time to keep the job from being held up. Hosley pauses before responding, hoping that Maxwell will carry the ball further himself. This does not happen, however. It's uh, different now? Oh, heck, Mr. Hosley, it's no secret that Burquist has made us a bunch of flunkies just like everybody else in the place. All we do is follow steps one, two, three. We sit in our cages and fill out material orders when the foremen say they want anything. It seems that some rather strong feelings have been tapped. Hosley decides to explore, but cautiously. Tell me a little more, then. I'm not quite with you. Well, it's part of the whole reason why I'm leaving. The individual guy just doesn't count around here anymore. Berkowitz has made us a bunch of payroll numbers, and nobody cares about any of us as persons anymore. On this change in the storekeeper's job, I guess he figures, or somebody figured, that we were wasting too much time by being out on the floor with the men. That isn't the worst part of it. Everything the company has done for the last few months since Berkowitz took over has been to make the employee a working stiff who isn't supposed to do anything unless he's told to. The question now is how much data Maxwell has to support his point. Is this really a well thought out observation or a superficial complaint? Could uh, you give me some more examples, Len? Well, like the way we used to order stuff before. All three of us in the pump section could order anything we wanted to up to $500 when we knew the job would need it. Now, before we can order anything, if it isn't in the store catalogs, even if it only costs a nickel, we have to get approval from purchasing. manager of marketing research. Doesn't mean as much as it would here, of course, since it's a pretty small department. But still, I have a lot more to say about how we plan our research projects than I have here at Taplow. Barker notes that this last comment was freely volunteered. That is the fact that Stevens would have more say about things. Is this perhaps significant? To get some expansion, he just restates what Stevens said. You'll have a bigger part in running the show. Right. I guess that's something everybody wants. Barker stays silent. This often produces additional information or show of feeling. At least it's something I'm looking for. Barker has the message pretty clearly now. If Stevens wants to expand on the subject, Barker will cheerfully and understandingly stay with him. But there's no point to Barker's keeping it going, since for his purpose, he's had enough of a picture of Stevens' need for power and authority. I see what you mean. Say, Jack, getting back to Taplow, what did you think about the salary we were paying you here?
Open the mouth wide. Pucker the lips. Open wide. Pucker. Open wide. Pucker. Open wide. Pucker. Open wide. Pucker. Pucker the lips. Open wide. 
Tucker. Open wide. Tucker. Open wide. exercises are not guaranteed to produce extreme beauty, but they will add to the youthfulness
flat black plastic people thanks for listening support the station support your community do the right thing Scopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, six to eight on Joke Workshop. Birds, right? Where on the other hand, geese... Right? They're only crime equally as mean. Let's watch full length movies on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. Let's watch it's jokes to car movie. Not duh like duh. Oh, that's funny. It's duh like French, so it's jokes de Carl. Follow me now. With Michael Spiegel Math. Welcome to LWAFLMOYT. That's probably how you found our show on your favorite podcast service when you typed in LWAFLMOYT. If this is your first time listening, that stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. I always wondered if somebody, like, was uh, about to browse and they they slipped and their fingers went L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Maybe that's how they found us. <laughs> right. Maybe they butt-dialed this uh, podcast yeah. by mistake. Well, well, I do want to give a shout-out to a podcast called L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Uh, let's watch a full, uh, like a fucking long television. <laughs> and it's where uh, two guys watches like seasons on Netflix. It sounds like a great podcast. Happy to promote it. We live in a universe where no other words exist. We have to just make up shit. So anyway, we are Let's Watch Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. We broadcast every week. We stream first on mutinyradio.fm. Oh, my God. Have you even heard of mutinyradio.fm, Carl? Yeah, oh, have I heard of it for years now. MutinyRadio.fm. Why not make a donation? Right, go ahead. They're on Venmo. If you go at Mutiny Radio, you can throw five bucks and it helps us out. Uh, you can go to GoFundMe and see if we are currently doing a fundraiser. We just concluded one in September. But we would love to get some donations. They have some great shows. We have a show right before us called The Edge of Insanity. We will, I should talk about us first. We are on Sundays. 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And uh, before us uh, is The Edge of Insanity with Paul Brumbaugh. And uh, what we're going to do is that I've seen, I used to read about movies all the time, and I would read about weird movies, and I just couldn't see them. So I just had to base it on what I read. 
But now, thanks to YouTube, all these movies are on YouTube, so we get to watch some crazy films uh, in real time. We want you to watch the movie and listen to our podcast at the same time. Carl, what is the movie this week? Uh, this week, we are watching Greaser's Palace. That's apostrophe S, Greaser's Palace, 1972. No, it's not a 1950s movie. It is Greaser's Palace, 1972. The channel we like is Sayobhan Shannon, <laughs> which is... Is it Sayobhan? I, I, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, Sayobhan Shannon, Sayobhan. however we pronounce it. And uh, we want you to go ahead, type in Greaser's Palace, 1972, whether... I don't know where you're getting your YouTube. Are you doing it through your Fire Stick, through your uh, PlayStation, your Xbox, your laptop, your phone? Uh, go ahead and type in that and uh, hit play. No, when you get to the page, hit pause. Right. And then move the slider to zero, zero, zero. And we'll count it down. Full disclosure this week, I'm watching this movie on Microsoft Edge. Mm. Or Microsoft Edge wow. browser service, which uh, I don't know. That's the first time I've ever going to ever use it for more than five minutes. So, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> we don't pit play yet. Think everything up, and we are very excited, Carl, to kick off this countdown with none other than the robot replacement for our pal Paul Brumbaugh, the usual countdown king. Yes. Please give it up for the Paul Brumbaugh. All right, so let's get this started. I am I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumba. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumba. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals, the countdown king himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumbaugh? All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Launched. Greaser's Palace. No music in the... Oh, wow, look at that font. Oh, there's no music. Right. No audio, as the closed captions would say. And this uh, is the cast. Yes, pick the perfect font for us not to be able to read. Yeah, I can't read it at all. Uh, but then again, I don't know Braille. I see Repo Man. <laughs> this is our second movie with a Repo Man, if you include Zero to Sixty, which I do. Now, this ah, is Robert Downey Sr. So Robert Downey Sr. The famous film director, the uh, bizarre film director. I've Yeah, all right. I have heard of this film. I know that Video Hound gave it two and a half dog bones out of five. Mm. And uh, the Portland, Oregon video store, which I'm sure is not around, called Scarecrow, has their own cult guide, the Scarecrow Guide, and that movie is listed. Uh, so it has some pedigree, I guess. So uh, are you a fan? The review you, of you it like... from, from the video store? Yeah. Did they say well, that it's, uh, spoiler? Ah, ah, Did they mention said it was a Christology? Did they listen? Let me check. No, nothing about them. Uh, so, what's your opinion on this? Okay, here we go. We start off. Oh, it's the Hateful Eight. Down, down. It. What was the deal with Hateful Eight? Like they were bounty hunters. There's so many bounty hunters that bounty hunters had to like hitch rides with other bounty hunters, and then they were like, "What you got in there? Luggage?" 
Nope, three frozen bodies. Okay, throw it on the top of the stagecoach, and we'll never talk about it again. I, re- I saw that movie. I forget now. Um, okay, now I think this well, is Jackson Reacher's has... Palace. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Tell me about Reacher's Palace. That's well, I think that's, that's what we're looking at Jerry right Peter. now. I think that uh, uh, the guy's name is it's a, it's a weird name. It's um, Seaweed Head, Seaweed Head Greaser, and he's like the boss of this town, and we're hearing his uh-huh. daughter singing right now. The there he is. Oh my God, this Greaser. is, look at him, he's stroking his chin. I like a man who strokes his chin. <laughs> I didn't know you like men, Michael. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I do. You know, when I grow out a beard, it looks like that guy's beard. That's why I don't grow out a beard. Ah. So I'm going to lower the volume. All right, I'll turn that off. (laughs) Well, basically, she's singing a song about, like, keep your virginity. And meanwhile, it's a room full of lusty men. Right. Well, I guess the advice is not going well. That's the most popular song back then. Now, this woman's face, you probably don't recognize it, but she has been in a million films. Uh, she did a lot of, like, actors training with uh, Jack Nicholson and others. Um, she was in a lot of Roger Corman films, the early ones. She was in Easy huh. Rider, one of these commune girls who went skinny dipping. Uh, I don't know. She was in a yeah, lot of I remember that scene, of course. Yeah. The, the commune scene in the beginning of Easy Rider, that just kills the film. Like, you have this film where they, they have cocaine and the bicycles and they're riding around, yeah. and then they stop off at the commune, and the movie just screeches to a fucking halt. And if you can make it past that scene, you can make it to the movie, but it's just like, you know, I blame her. The movie doesn't end very well you either. Know, the the Cowboys. They're dead. Okay. Well, it is 1972, and that's, of course, how every movie ended. Yes. Really, made Disney had some bummer films back in the 70s. <laughs> Save your flowers, she sings. Now, you see that guy in the ghost sheet? Watch what he does. He's the Holy Ghost. He just burns. The guy happens to be Greaser's son, but we don't know that yet. Oh. Now he does it for no The guy on the ground? Yeah. Oh, did you didn't see it? The guy in the sheet took his cigar and like put it on um uh the son's chest, burning him. Yeah, his chest, like like yeah, that's what James Dean used to like. They called him the human ashtray, James Dean. He liked that? Yeah. Uh, from what I remember. I mean I read about it. I saw that. You no, know, I'll tell you a funny story too. Where did you see it? In Terminator Two, in the beginning, the guy goes and puts his cigar out on the Terminator's chest, and it didn't right. hurt him at all. Yeah, right. I think it burned a little robot skin. Now watch what the father. Are they going to hang this guy? Son, watch. Called him a homo? Yeah. No, but it's his name. It's not, he's not insulting him. 
Oh, I got you. Like when we saw Mr. Billion uh, and his name was Guido. No, his name was, yeah, Guido. Right. Guido. Was Guido. They, they were being serious. You see what a oh, man. to his son? That's why you should get something other than a tie and cologne <laughs> for Father's Day. You know, like maybe uh, an Amazon card. A little for like $100. Otherwise, you get shot. Yeah. Listen, do I have a toolbox in my garage? Do I have a garage? Pick, pick next time when you get a Father's Day present. What am I going to do with a wrench? <laughs> this is 1880. Wow, so this is a fucked up family. Okay, here's Robert Downey Jr. Really? Yeah. Oh, the little boy in the, in the wagon? That's right. He's, yeah. I'm, I'm in a wagon. Yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a wagon. Look at his face. Is that uh, Iron Man? Yeah, I, I'm... Uh, I'm I'm riding with my parents. Uh, yeah, that's right. Across the west. Is that your impression? <laughs> Don't you love it? Well, I think it's the greatest impression I've ever done. Look, uh -oh. parachute. Parachute. Now that is an anachronism. Oh. Uh, really? Well, where? Uh, where is it on me? Get it off. And look. Is there an anachronism on me? The guy who parachuted in a is in a zoot suit from the 1940s. And he looks like, uh, I guess, Zappa, the terrible mustache. <laughs> Zappa had a soul patch, right? So this guy doesn't. Now, look, if you so, want uh, to uh, like Robert Downey Sr., see Putney Swope, right. 1969, and then ignore his other films. Well, I we we talk like I'm a big fan of of Bunny Swope, even though uh, he the director did kind of dub over the main character's voice, but it's funny. And uh, I saw in the theater Robert Downey did a National Lampoon style movie called right. Up the Academy, Mad Magazine presents Up the Academy. Oh. And I saw that with our friend Boris, and Boris's mom took us to see this R-rated movie because we loved Mad Magazine and it was the nicest thing in the world. However, the movie is so bad that one of the lead actors ha took his name off the opening credit. Yeah. Not credited. And Mad Magazine pulled their endorsement and their intro and outro, which I saw in the theater, off subsequent uh, uh, you know, releases. And it's impossible to find, you know, let alone the original version with the paper mache Alfred E. Newman head guy walking around in a military uniform. So he did one movie that was – well, that wasn't an – did you ever see it? Yeah, I have seen the Mad Magazine movie. No, it was embarrassing. There was one part where this – Yeah. Really bad? Where uh, – uh, yeah, well, a sergeant is getting ready for this dance, and he has like a pit bull, kind of like that Beetle Bailey thing. Right. And he pulls out a condom. He's like, I'm going to be prepared. And, you know, my friend's mom is, like, super embarrassed. And then uh, he opens up a condom and he throws it to the bulldog. And the bulldog starts chewing it. He goes, yeah, you should be prepared, too, you know. <laughs> and my my friend's mom was like, why did I take these kids to see this movie, these 12-year-olds, you know. Right. Like, it was, uh, yeah. Perfect. It was a pretty low movie. It, yeah. Well, so everyone heard that Zutsu got... Robert Downey Sr., he did Pound in 1970, Babu in 70, 
in 64, a film called Chafed Elbows in 66, The Sweet Smell of Sex in 65. So he certainly made a lot of movies. Just Have you heard about Pound? No. It's a film where the human actors play dogs, and Robert Downey Jr. is in that too. Should I watch? Plays the puppies. If you could find it, you might have to go to uh, RussianFreeDownloads.usa or wherever right. you get your pirated movies. <laughs> I, I won't say where it is. You get so mad. Now, look, this guy Greaser, right? He keeps the things he loves in cages. So he's got a mariachi band he's a real big fan of in a cage, and he's got his mom in a cage. Oh. So right now he comes See, out. That's and what happens when you complain. Of look, I got to tell you that nothing in this film it leads to anything. It's it, This is why this film is so bad. It sets you up for all this stuff. Okay, here's the guy who fell out of the sky in the umbrella. And right. he's in his zoot suit. And what he's doing is he's practicing his dancing. He's trying to go to Jerusalem right. to become a... A singer, song, you know, dancer. He wants to be a star. <laughs> he parachuted in, out of the sky and with a modern parachute in 1940s cl fashion clothing to the Old West, and he wants to travel to Jerusalem, Jerusalem. to become a star. Yeah. Now this oh, is the and nothing other other than that happens. None of that happens. No. This is the clip you and I saw last week. Uh, and again, oh yeah. So this guy's bragging about some squaw that he's banging, who gave her smoke signal, gave him smoke signals. But the thing is, it never, we'll never see her, we'll never meet her. This guy doesn't have a recurring thing through. He does brag once or twice more, but I don't know. This, there's no story here, and that's why it sucks so bad. You're watching the thing getting set up for all this stuff, and then. You're in the but, middle of Act Two, and you're just getting set up for things. And then you're in the third act, and they're setting up things. There's never a payoff. Do you think it's Fellini-esque? Do you think, like, do you, do you know, like, have you seen uh, Fellini movies? Go, I guess they're are different from what you're saying, because they do have, like, a build-up and then, like, a release. And, That's and right. Like, and, and there's a know. theme to it throughout. Even though some yeah, things right. seem oh, like non-sequiturs, they're all there to prove one point. Um, look, this guy goes, here, pick a card, any card. So Greaser picks, and he's like, is this your card? No. Is this your card? No. And that's the whole thing. That's the whole gag. It, it's This is Oh, he pulls really the other bad. cards from the deck. That's a funny joke. Pick a card, any card, and then someone picks a card, and then you pick a, you pick a card, and you say, is this your card? And they say no. Right. Well, I'm gonna I guess, add that to my repertoire. Okay, but they did it like the guy did it like eight times. It was annoying. Okay, I'm just gonna let you be annoyed on your own. I'll just turn up here. <laughs> All right. I can't see squat in this right now. I see my eyes looking at so, YouTube uh, on Microsoft Edge. This is the family we saw in the. Um, there's Robert Downey Jr. in the center. This is the family we saw in the covered wagon, and they're eating beans. Right. They're on the uh, Oregon Trail. This is all. I played that game. I know what's going on. Little House on the Prairie. 
I guess. What's the last of the prairie? I know what's going on. Now, that is Robert Downey Jr.'s mom. Her name's Elsie Downey. Huh. So, so I, I know Robert, his father, would they ever get divorced at times? Or? I don't know the backstory. I wasn't interested. Uh, he, he <laughs> I really wasn't. I didn't look it up. Um, but, but I mean, he's got his wife and his, his kid in his movie. Now, here's another thing that's set up and makes no sense. She, it's the morning now. She wakes up to discover uh, her husband and son are dead. And she buries them. And then later in the film, she tries to get up and she's shot. And she tries to get up and she's hit by an arrow. It makes no sense this film goes nowhere. She's looking around for Wait, who this, killed my this is family, right? That's not that's not seaweed head uh, greaser, is it? No, no. Greaser it's... seaweed head. <laughs> you know he hated the phone calls, Carl. They were like, "Hi, is Mr. Greaser seaweed head in?" And he's like, "My name is seaweed head greaser. You got it reversed." Listen, hi Visa. Yeah, hi customer service. Can I help you? Yeah, this is seaweed head greaser. You guys got my name reversed again on your card. Hang on, let me check. I don't have any record for seaweed head greaser. <laughs> greaser seaweed head. Ah, yeah, there you go. Well, Mr. Greaser, uh, Mr. Seaweed head, how can I help you? No, that's how you can help me. Now, listen to what Two I'm stars. saying. Like, she woke up, she looked around to see who killed her family, and now she finds her son is dead. And that's the big setup. We've just been set up. Who killed this woman's family? We'll never find out. Uh, I think it was the, the Hulk. That's a fucking rageaholic. Yeah. Wait a minute. It said Robbie Downer died? The son's son? Yeah. Wow, look at those asses. For the pair of asses. Okay, now so our is... suit guy meets Sheethead guy, and Sheethead's guy acts the like he's what he's supposed to do. Remember the son was killed? Right. Yeah, that's his butt. Is he gonna? So he's gonna bring the son back to life? Yep. Ooh, he's kind of like that religious guy, Elron Hubbard. Hey, ah, uh, I, I, I must have died. Uh, things were kind of hazy. Robert Downey Jr. Oh, I, I thought that was Robert Downey Jr. for the ass shot. I apologize. I'm a little confused. Now, he's from MASH. Remember the psychiatrist on MASH? <laughs> yes. He said he was on a lot of episodes. He was on throughout, like, a good chunk of that show. Sydney was his name. Well, good. Is that an Alan Arbus? Yeah, Alan Arbus, right. And we know him from Nash, but yeah. he was in a lot of stuff. But he is a really interesting story. He was a successful, I'm saying successful photographer in New York City with a successful photographer wife. They did all sorts of um, work in magazines for ads 
they were in Glamour and Seventeen Magazine and Vogue and Harper's Bazaar. You know, he had a place in a studio in Manhattan. It was the whole scene there. And he gave it all up to come out here and become an actor with no hope of, you know, no promise of success. He didn't know people or anything. This is his first right. thing. They can't get on the donkey, and that's sort of like a gag. I'm, Carl, I'm going to talk on the phone like this. I, I, if our viewers don't realize, our listeners, uh, okay. first off, there's nothing to view, but our listeners will notice that I've been on the phone for the last uh, six months of quarantine. Right. But I'm having difficulty hearing you through your phones. So uh, I will speak slowly and clearly. I hear you uh, great. I hear the, you great. Stop hanging off. Do you have headphones? Oh, okay, great. Yeah. I used these headphones that our friend Paul, the human uh, – uh, The Brobot? The inspiration Brumbot? for the Paul Brumbot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What we call him? So he was that outhouse to guy? a woman who was a very successful photographer. He, he became a photographer in the United States Army. Uh, her name was Diane Arbus, and I don't know. They – all of a sudden, one day, after this guy was very successful, making I don't know how much a year, but uh, you know, because money was different back then. But I mean, this is his mom in jail, and he's she's like he goes, "What can I do for you today, mom?" And she goes, "I would love to come out." And he's like, "You'll come out when I say you come out." And then she's like, "You're my favorite." I don't know, man. <laughs> I'll do anything. You want me to legally change your name to Tony? I can do that. Too late, Ma. Grew up on as a sea head. You see, his head. mariachi band is imprisoned. Right. Look at Mom dancing. Now, this is the second time we've seen him go to the outhouse. Come out and report to everyone who's watching. Nope. Nope. Didn't happen. I thought long and hard about that outhouse. I think it just goes, he shits over a cliff. <laughs> yes. Now, we have seen that because twice, the, right? We've been set up for the big payoff when he get, like gets to poop one day. One day it works. It'll never come. We'll never see this outhouse again. Well, we see, yeah. Well, good. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is the last uh, day for uh, outhouse. Uh, outhouse has left the set. <laughs> Thank you guys. It was great working with Mr. Danny Jr. and it was a real honor and work with Iron Man and uh <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first day Outhouse came. Oh, man. Uh, it was like okay, yeah. you're in outhouse. now. I won't tell my union I was in this shot. Oh, I should have said that out loud. Well thank you guys. Thank you, crew. Wouldn't make this happen without you. Here is Elsie down, down wow. burying her, her husband and child. Yeah, what a bummer. There they are, bummer. Okay, move so we can see Iron Man. There's Iron Man. Yeah. Dead. And he would go on yeah, to play Dead as Iron Man. <laughs> You say this is Danny Jr.'s uh, Jr.'s finest. 
Mike, why, why are we watching this? Why are we watching this? She's going to bury them. It's never going to pay off. Well, I'll, tell I'll tell you the reason why. is because last week, as the premise goes, I'll find movies that I, I always wanted to watch. Right. I mentioned to Carl. Carl and I have been for a long time, and we worked together on a public access comedy show in New Jersey in the 90s. So when it comes to podcasts and, and public access television shows, we've been surfing the zeitgeist of it. And uh, so Carl researches it. And Carl's probably seen this movie, I'm going to get three times already. Yeah, I saw it three times. This is my fourth time. Thanks for nothing. Yeah. For nothing. And Carl talks. But last week's movie, the reason why we're watching Grease College is last week's movie, I chose Castaways on Bill Gonzano which was really a television pilot from the 1980s where Gilligan yeah. Island has, has a love boat fancy island hotel. And Carl was really pissed. So I picked a regular movie that we would normally do, and that was Grease's Palace. So it's a rare cult movie available yeah, on YouTube. <laughs> See? Don't you miss Gilligan and Skipper too? Yes, I do right now. Right now, okay, Greaser went down into this pit where there's all these, like, fake Indians, and he found a guy beating himself. And now we're going to see a guy, like, get off on the statue, uh, the cigar Indian. You see this? Why are we watching this? What does this have to do with anything? It's a social commentary. Oh, yeah? It's a, it's a metaphor. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh the Indian chief represents uh, big tobacco, and his penis represent is a metaphor for vaping, and it's just you know ahead of his time. Yeah. Now he will smoke the peace pipe, but it, he coughs and <laughs> back. What is, what is this sativa? <laughs> Where'd you get this, Newark? Newark, New Jersey? I got it from my delivery service. You got it from Yves Glass. There was actual peas in that peace pipe. There was peace in the peace pipe. They smoked peace. Look how it's... Well, have you ever seen a French film director? Yeah, I know. I mean, have you ever seen Jean-Luc Godard? He did a famous film called Breathless, and he, he did a really good film called Alphaville, but he's, he's super prolific. I and he's guess still so. alive, and he, he recently made a 3D movie. His his films, we did, we did King Lear. We actually watched oh, King Lear, yes. his version in 1988. Yeah. So do you think this movie holds, do you think Downey Sr. is a, a contemporary of Godard? Just images, you know, or? Yeah, well, I don't know King if it's contemporary because of the years, but it's a good comparison. Uh I bet you Godard would be very angry to hear us say that because he thinks he's a real, real artist. And Robert and uh, Robert Downey thinks that he's like a jokester playing pranks. Like he's he's trying to be like off the wall, wacky and funny. Uh, but yes, I think that they're the same sort of thing. Yeah. He reminds me a little of Inventors. With his like Alice trilogy, uh, just, but those those films are a little more connected. I mean, they're a little more grounded, I guess. Is that this film say. we're watching right anyway, now is not grounded. I still think this is better than Grindhouse. Which one, Death Grindhouse? Proof. Death Proof. 
You think that this is better than Death Proof? <laughs> yeah. A lot more tepid. You see, you got like people being buried. Robert Downey Jr. But for nothing, Mike, for nothing, this will never pay off. It's shocking. It's shocking. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, this is what I, I wouldn't even joke about this shit. But, Mike, this begs yeah, the question, pay off, huh? who killed the family? How is she going to find out? And what's she going to do about it? We'll learn nothing. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. So why are we watching? Why am I being dragged through this? Why are we watching? Okay. As a family guy, I'm a little offended. Your son is alive again. Homo's back in town. What? Come on. I just saw the kid get buried. Oh, no, the other kid. Sorry, there's two sons. Oh, right. It's Greaser's son. Greaser Jr. Greasy DJ. Greasy. Get off the old greaser. Wow, so the palace isn't a bordello. It's just like a prison where all the things are locked up. Well, it's not a bordello because the only woman ever is his daughter who sings for them. Right. This was the movie that made Alan Arbus get other work. He came to Hollywood in 69. He didn't get a break until this movie in 72. But after this movie comes... He gets all kinds of movies, including getting MASH. He'll be in Damon Omen 2, Damien Omen 2. He'll, I mean, he'll have a career. Law and Order, Heat of the Night, L.A. Law, Matlock, Starsky and Hutch, Judging Amy. He was even on Curb Your Enthusiasm. He owes Robert Downey Sr. a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's good in this movie. He's always good in MASH. And, uh, you know, I'm Diane Arvis. That's pretty crazy. Uh, I know who she is. A photographer. Of her work. Married, yeah. And she committed suicide, too. Oh, well, maybe I'm not that aware of her. Sorry. <laughs> I had no idea. Awkward. He divorced her, went away, oh. and right around this time, she I think it was 73, she committed suicide. And it's weird. Uh, we don't really know the backstory because I didn't do any research on it. But... Um, it's all right. I mean, Alan Arbus never looked back. But what's amazing to me is, he, okay, if it was today, he was probably making like two hundred fifty grand a year, right? Having all his pictures taken and advertisements being in, you know, Bazaar and Vogue. I mean, that shit pays, you know? And, you oh, know, he's right. in Manhattan as a photographer, and the wife is a very famous, serious photographer. They must have had, you know, a comfortable life. Now look, Greaser yeah. is killing the sun again. Oh, that's a stop walking. Oh, after all that work. He was brought back to life and he's dead that's again. Reason you guys thought I was crazy to bring that knife to the outhouse, but that's the reason why. <laughs> Jesus, he wipes the blood of his son off his knife, but he doesn't wash his hands after taking a shit. Right. Oh, here comes Zoot Suit Jesus. That was the, the alternative title to this movie. 
It didn't work. According to video. Second time. Guys, you're making me nervous. You mind leaving the room? Live again. It, Zoot Suit. What was the first name? Zoot Suit Jesus, the original title? <laughs> yeah, that was, the, that was the alternative title of this movie. <laughs> Don't ask me a religious question. I just like wearing this beret. You see that nun is a man. A beret. Later on, the French padre and the nun will be alone together, and and he's gonna go. I'm really embarrassed, and she's gonna say, "Me too." You know, because they believe in Jesus. And this guy comes and does Jesus stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I think you're right. I think he does some Jesus stuff, resurrecting people, uh, turning the script to wine. Later, he will walk on water. Kidding. Probably. All right. I look forward to it. Do you notice that their neighbors is on next door app? I can't believe our neighbors. What's the next door app? Right. Is that a new thing? Yeah, it's like an next door app. You know, there's no speaking roles for that for for those animals. Because uh, they're a little hoarse. Right. Well, they were. Yeah, they had. They were in the script, but that day he was a little hoarse. <laughs> okay. So where are we walking to? What are we doing? Right now they've met a messiah. What's going on? We don't know, and nothing ever gets told or solved. They're cosplaying the intro to Law and Order. Dun 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 dun. dun when they're walking down the corridor. Dun dun. Oh, they're going to go fork themselves. There's a fork in the road. They're planting silverware. No, that's the, that's the Robert, uh, Robert Downey. The grave. God damn it. Yeah. They're putting silverware. Yeah, I forgot that it's okay. It's probably pricey silverware. Yeah, this movie is what? I guess. Who's a bud kid? It's, it's a wacky, irreverent par uh, comedy with a dead kid being buried with the father see that's the thing is it's a comedy it's so dry and well crib death isn't funny you know i guess i old mike agrees with that but uh so you you have to have a big payoff if you're going to really go that route you know there has to be some justification for it there will be no justification and as a matter of fact the weirdest thing happens to that uh mom she starts getting shot by arrows and guns. It, you'll see. It makes no sense. Okay, she's so gone he, from the movie. That's it. And and then, well, she's gonna reoccur every now and again. Like she'll be trying to climb up a hill and falling down, and she can't do it. I don't know. Every time she you know tries, what? I'm gonna to put that my shooter. You'll see. I'm putting down my video hand and picking up my Bible because I think the Bible is going to guide me on this story. She represents Eve. No, Lot's wife. Wait a minute. Jonah's wife. Jonah, you never answered the phone. Where did the GPS turn a whale? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get a signal. I was 70,000 leagues. Look, he's walking on water. Well, oh, huh, 
How did they do that? They must have called uh, George Lucas. Do you think this was like a Marvel Studio production? <laughs> well, no, because we won't see Stan Lee. I've looked long and hard right. for his cameo. He would have been like in his prime, right? Because he was in his prime during the 60s. And yeah. then in 72, he was just commonplace. He was not a famous People person. Always ask. Oh, unless you're fans of the fan soapbox. Yeah, that's what it, the thing is, well, right? A lot of people were fans of the Stan soapbox, you know, myself included. But if I walked past him on the yeah. street, I wouldn't, you know. You'd just be like some prick wearing aviator glasses and a members only jacket, you know, dime a dozen in Times Square. Right. So look, he dove into the water and now he's going to surprise come up behind them. Whoa, not even Bugs Bunny pulled that shit out. Right in front of Greaser. Oh. This afro. He's hooking what? No, he's not. His hair looks good. What the? Well, I'll shit in the outhouse okay. and not wash my hands afterwards. He's now, back. this was a regular movie, right? Greaser, who's like the power-hungry guy who runs that town, just found something you know, that he could use. If he had this tool in his chest, you know, he could really have power. Uh, but no, we won't go there. We won't. Uh, this film doesn't make no sense. They all followed him. He walked on the water. Right. So now it's looking like he's going to have a throng of followers, right? Nope. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Nothing that gets well, set up in this film ever pays off. They're his fans. He's going to be a superstar in, in Jerusalem. He's going to go on Jerusalem's Got Talent. You think so, huh? Got Talent <laughs> Yeah, well, so they shoot it in Jerusalem? I haven't seen the show. That would have they been my uh, third act, but no, no. Yeah. Oh, that's a real beard scratcher. So what is ZZ Top going to play? This is all teased. Right, it's all... I think ZZ Top were just like they had a show in the area, and Robert Downey's senior said, "Why don't you just be in it? Come on!" <laughs> well, we're big fans of Iron Man, so we're off. I, I prefer Doctor Doolittle, sir. Kiss ass. You know how you kiss Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, ass? You say you were terrific in Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> I loved you. I like Robert Downey Jr. What was the one we saw with um, 16 Candles? Oh, that was – yeah, so Michael Anthony Hall directed a movie called Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. He had a band yeah. called Hail Caesar. People, if you ever meet and Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr., yeah. Say, I loved you in, 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 in Hail Caesar. You were great. <laughs> yeah. Did you do that as a favor or did you audition I got to stop you. I got to stop you. You see that woman there, the, the Indian lady with no shirt on? Oh, don't you mention it. Yeah. She is. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. That's Tony Mantle. That's Tony Mantle. Holy shit. All right. Let me do Basil, yeah. Yeah. She's great. She was in Ed, which we saw in the Monkeys movie. She danced with Davy Jones. Mm. Yeah. That old time song with the flashing and she's actually on youtube you can you can apply she does a live master class where she teaches the 
the dance numbers of the 60s because she uh, choreographed and danced in a lot of 60s movies right. and television shows. Like that hullabaloo. And in fact, Quentin Tarantino hired her to do the hullabaloo scene uh, in What's Upon Time in Hollywood. So, that's exactly Yeah, that's right. great. I love it. I, and her shirt was off. And she choreographed David Bowie's Diamond Dogs tour and Glass Spider tour. And she did the Talking Heads video with David Byrne <laughs> once in a lifetime. Uh, she's always been about dancing. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah, she's great. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she's still active. She's doing that master. Ten bucks. You go Zoom, you can learn how to do the safety dance from Tony Basil herself. Now, look. Here are disabled people. So he touches Touch. the lame beggar. And now he can crawl. That's the joke. Oh. One foot up. So he's not cured. <laughs> I can crawl again. I got the joke. <laughs> That's the no, joke. I can... Yeah. Good. Carl, this must be weird for you to see a good. Is this weird for you to see something, uh, see a good touch? You're not used to that. A good touch? I don't get it. Give a bad touch. Who am I? All right, never mind. Yeah, because never. I don't go around getting touched badly or doing bad touches. What? So now that he's falling away from Jesus, he's like, okay, you're my new Jesus. Tell me. Give me something. He's got nothing. Now he makes everybody sing. But look how Greaser's kind of immune. Yeah, like he was a bad guy like 10 minutes ago. Oh, my God. Look at that spirit. How adorable. Oh, that's the guy's hat. <laughs> Look, a trained squirrel. Are you sing any he will yeah. sing later in the film. This guy, man, what an ass. <laughs> okay, so he's got everybody doing this hum thing. What does it mean? What's going to become of it? Does that evoke some spirit? Does it give power? Does he put them in a trance and he do they do that? So it's a way to control them? No, we're never going to find out anything. They'll eventually stop. You hear the singing? Yeah. Oh, Princess Leia. It's Dorothy Hamill. It's Dorothy Hamill. Once again, uh, that's, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s. You know. It didn't print out. She was the one who's in um, uh, Easy Rider. She was in the Movers in the Shape. Oh, Easy Rider. Right. Bill. She was in uh, The Last Detail, The Trip. Oh, we saw The Trip. Yeah. No. Did we see The Trip? No, we saw, we saw Freak Out. Freak Out. Freak Out. Psych Out. Psych Out. Psych Out. Freak Out. With a uh, quantum leap guy. We like that guy. 
Well, she was on Andy Griffin's show. Yeah. She was uh, on One Adam Twelve, Rawhide, The Hunter, Outer Limits. She's you know she was a serious actress in her day. Right. And probably lived next door to the Downies. Who owes Robert Downey uh, some gratitude. Career launcher. Oh. Is this bar inside the, the palace, or is this like a separate second hangout for a greeter? I guess it's the palace. It's like a bar and a performance space, and... I don't know. Why do, Why does he call it Greaser's Palace? I don't know. Well, because it's a metaphor. It's where he locks up the things he loves. Well, he does have his mother and his and mariachi he, band locked up. It's not a metaphor. It's literal. I think he ran out of things after the letter M. What else do I like? Marshmallows? Mom and mariachi. Lock them up. And there's the son. Dad, fuck you. What the fuck's wrong with you, Dad? Trying to kill me? Yeah, twice. Every time. Well, that was in The Quick and the Dead. You ever see that movie with Gene Hackman and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, the Sharon Stone Western movie? I must have seen it. The Quick and the Dead. Yeah, it's great. And she, they have a competition in town of a, a gunslinging competition where they do like a high noon and people get the losers fatally die. And the winner has always been the town who, mayor, who's Gene Hackman. Right. And uh, his son, Leonardo DiCaprio, decides to compete and competes against his dad. Right. So they, they have that kind of like, uh, I hate you, dad. I'm going to shoot you. Kind of uh, drama, Wild West. That happened a lot. Oh, yeah. Right. No, that's the mom, and she was by the water, reflecting on what is this weird world. You know, my my son and husband are gone, and then she gets shot. There's no explanation for why at all. Who shot her, Mike? Inquiring huh. minds want to know. Oh, you saw this movie four times already, so you yeah. you would know. Yeah, nobody shot. Oh, look. I don't know. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. <laughs> oh, can't you understand? You take me by my heart. You take me by the hand. Wow. Oh, Mickey. Now you see that she um, she looked at um. Gosh, what's our Messiah's name, for goodness sakes? Let me pull up this sheet. Funny. Jesus. Jesse. 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 Alan Arbus as Jesse. How boring. Okay, so Mickey, you're so fine, saw Jesse and was like, wow. And you could see on her face, like, I got plans for you. Guess what? <laughs> Go ahead, guess. What, what are the plans? Nope, there's no plan. I'm guess. There's no plan. Nope, nope, nothing ever happens. All right. Yeah. By the way, why does Greaser hate his son so much? I don't know. Ooh. We'll find out. Huh. Now look, you see the, the city carved into the rock? Yeah. I love Yeah, that's for Star Wars. Well, 
maybe it was in Star Wars, but when I was a little yeah. kid, we went uh, to Colorado and we saw they were the Pueblo Indians and they had, it looked like a city. They had just carved out uh, rooms with carved out windows. It was really quite cool. That sounds cool. It was only uh, this place was only six hundred a month. <laughs> That's pretty good. You, you didn't have to pay for yeah. utilities either, because they didn't have any. Didn't have any. Oh my God! When will this guy leave? What's this guy doing? What's he doing? What's it all about? What's happening? Why is the swimming chasing him? You can. What will become of them? Tell me. Nothing. You tell me. Well, you let's find you out. Saw this let's find out. I'll follow him. He's using his penis as a compass. North. I'm pointing to the north. <laughs> this is like the fattest parade I've seen. Do you hear the inappropriate music? It's intentional. In his zoot suit. Hey, hey, hey. There you go. Now listen, as a chiropractor, I'm not technically a doctor. So, so is that what happened? He was walking away because he was hurt and everyone was following to see what's going on. And now he's chiropractoring him? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Yeah, because he was in pain and he didn't want to embarrass the people living in, in that broken down uh, inside the rock house. So he walked outside, only to be killed. No, he's back alive. He's cured. He did a backflip. He's a plant. He's gonna buy. He's gonna buy the snake oil, and everyone else is gonna follow. Nobody follows. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for following. Do you remember that big crowd that was following him, Mike? Yeah, I remember that. What happened to them? Where are they? He made them all stop and start uh -oh. singing, and then he walked away, and now he's at this Indian place. What's going on? <laughs> oh, Carl, we're only halfway through this movie. Now this I'm sure I'll get resolved. 2027, 2087. It's the same set. No, I think Robert Downey made a movie that was kind of like distinguished it's called i could believe it was hugo pool or like it was something and it had his son in it it was from the 90s coogan's bluff greasers you know, like it was hooger what like an art house so hugo pool i'm gonna think of, i know there's a movie i might be thinking of the wrong director of course i don't know how to look it up i'm using microsoft edge yeah, well, it's Google. So here we have a man who we've seen throughout, and it's sort of like he represents a God figure or something. It's like God, the guy in the ghost, I think, was the Holy Ghost, and, and Jesse is Jesus. So he walks into this uh, church, and he sees the Holy Spirit. But what is it, what happens? Do they have an interaction? No, the Holy Spirit just leaves. Well, he didn't burn his fucking chest. I mean, you got to give him up for that. Ooh. 
I'm Casey Affleck. Boo. Now, for some reason, there's a random cowboy. For no reason. Oh, it's a big house. Yeah, but what's it there for? What's it all about? What's he looking for? Why is it empty? He represents Cowboy Jesus. The holy cowboy. The cowboy ghost. Does he say, this is where it all began for me, or this, ah, I'm back at the place where it's, there's nothing, there's no story. Is he going to go into a monologue from our town? Hello. Hello. I'm the narrator. Nope. Hey, when is Bob Dovey going to show up for the music video shoot? Random cowboy, has nothing to do with anything. Is it my turn to go into the empty church? You look at the Westworld. Is this Westworld? This could be. Oh, no. Shit. Streaming on HBO. Maybe. No, this is season 12. They just. We ran out of ideas. Okay. Uh, Azizu guy. Yeah. Now we get a surprise. He comes to a house. Here's something funny. What is what? What do you want? Yep. You have a witness. Uh, publishing clearance house. Got novelty check. It's it's tattoo. Oh, her Villa check. 